Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. Now you may be wondering why this episode sounds slightly different or started slightly different. I have some news to give you guys, and that is tomorrow, Joey and I and a friend who is a history buff will be traveling to the village of Sleepy Hollow. Now, when people hear the name Sleepy Hollow, they automatically think of the Hessian soldier dressed in black with a black cape on a black horse and has no head. Or they may think of Ichabod Crane, famously portrayed by Johnny Depp in the movie Sleepy Hollow. But Sleepy Hollow plays a significant role in our history in the United States of America and the surrounding villages and town in the direction we're going in New York tomorrow hold a very historical significance as well. From Ossining, New York to Tarrytown to over the bridge in Tappan, New York, there is a very historical factor within that area. Tomorrow we'll be joined by a woman named Julie who runs the Sleepy Hollow Country Instagram page a page solely dedicated to all things Sleepy Hollow. She's very privy to the history and culture of Sleepy Hollow, New York, and she will be giving information to us and interviews that will play a vital role in the episode and the information we will give you about Sleepy Hollow, New York. We're forever grateful for her help tomorrow, and we cannot wait to meet up with her, as she'll also take us to certain areas in Sleepy Hollow, that are very important to the history and the village of Sleepy Hollow itself. It's an episode that I'm getting anxiety over because it's the first time we'll be filming a episode and doing a podcast episode all at the same time. So hopefully it comes out very good for all the Say What Again Billy podcast fans, repeat listeners, and followers. So that episode will drop in the middle of September. You can go over to SWABpodcast.com to look at the upcoming episodes to find out when exactly that episode will drop. And we're filming tomorrow so that we can take the time to edit and give you a really good first video. So Sleepy Hollow will be the kickoff point for the Halloween season for the Say What Again Billy podcast. With the help of Julie and Sleepy Hollow Country on Instagram, we'll be giving you a fantastical episode that you can look forward to to kick off the Halloween season. But for tonight's episode, I'm going to dial in Joey momentarily, and we'll be talking about a trending topic which happened just a few days ago, and that is alien attacks in Peru. So without further ado, I will dial Joey in as we do this episode from the comforts of our own home tonight via phone call so that we can prepare for our adventure tomorrow to Sleepy Hollow. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some alien conversation starting now. Joey, what's up, pal? Billy, Billy what's up, pal? It's a, uh, some technical difficulties on my end, but we're here. <laughs> we're here. We're, we're doing the, the phone conversation today via phone call because uh, I was explaining to everybody in my little monologue that we are going to Sleepy Hollow tomorrow, buddy. Yep, it's gonna be a long day. <laughs> it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I'm a little nervous. I um, spoke to Julie. We are, we are good to go, and uh, I'm gonna talk to you off air when this uh, is over about some other stuff. But it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna be a long day. I wish you had off so you can stay the uh, whole day, but should be good, buddy. 
soon when we start taking off, then then I'm gonna really start taking off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping, man. Um, we got a we got a, a long day ahead of us, but we got to get through this episode tonight. And um, we got aliens once again, man. Once again, in the news. In the um, in the news. And it is it's kind of shocking because it's like I don't know. It seems like you know, like aliens attacking in Peru. So obviously, people saw the you know heard the monologue beforehand. It just it seems odd that the mainstream would pay attention to this because it seems like something that would be you know a hoax. Yeah, it, it's from you know there's there's a lot of stuff already out about this. You know, there's the initial report. So um, conveniently, to give people a very concrete description of what happened, I pulled up sci-fi.com okay s-y-f-y.com you know the channel sci-fi right yeah so um recently this as per the sci-fi.com recently the indigenous ikatu people of alto nani northeast of lima peru have been visited by their own mysterious and in quotes possible alien that is over eight feet tall an armored creature attacking locals in the Peruvian Amazon jungle. There are multiple reports of strange entities in the area dating back to at least July 11th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Witnesses report yellowed eyed and round shoe, uh, yellowed eyes and round shoes or feet with a glowing red light, which allow the creatures to float about a meter off the ground. Others have described them as a similar to Pelicaris, a creature from local folklore, said to eat the fat and organs of its victims. They are also reported to be impervious to human weapons, impervious to human weapons, and vanish as quickly as they appear. So this is like basically this report is making it sound like legitimately like the predator that we see in the movies, right? So, and um, I mean, I. You saw, you saw the real. I'm sure people that follow the, listen to the podcast saw the real I posted. The video that was taken, it's not really the clearest as most UFO and alien videos are. It's some object or figure. It appears to be in the trees and you could see something momentarily. But for me, all I see is like pareidolia. You know what I mean? Like I don't really see an alien there. For like a brief second, you could see like eyes, but when you're looking at video, it could and you're be looking, an animal. That could be anything, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, to that area, I'm sure there's like jaguar or type of leopards there. Um, I the attack, the, the, the there was somebody that pulled a little girl away from this, and in the process of pulling the girl away, she got a laceration near her neck and required medical attention. So something legitimately did happen in this area and the alien news came out that, you know, this was some, something similar to the predator. Um, and I recently, me and you discussed off the off air, I'm going to try to pull up the video right now, that there is a very famous researcher and he's um, he's a former FBI agent. And this this video was taken It's a news clip. And the guy's name, he's, he's on a show on the Travel Channel called UFO Witness. And he's a former FBI agent. His name is Ben Hansen. Mm-hmm. He's a former federal, federal agent. Ben Hansen grew up watching The X-Files, graduating from the University of Utah with a degree in sociology and criminology. 
He worked for multiple private and public agencies as a crime scene investigator and went into the FBI. And then when he retired, he became infatuated with UFOlogy. And he went on to say in some kind of news clip, which I'm pulling up at the moment, that this was fake, that the news or reports are that there were kids in the area using jetpacks. So first it goes from kids to, and I don't know if you heard the most recent explanation that it was a, a gold mining cartel, that there's some sort of mafias or there are many mafias that are, um, I guess, gold miners and they're surveying the area in these jetpacks which I find hard to believe, and, and I'll, I'll get into it in a second. But um, Well, before you get into it, let me play the clip so everyone can hear what came out. And this is on um, – this this clip is from Newswatch. I don't really know where to get that. I've seen it on, obviously, Instagram and TikTok. But um, I saved the clip. I'm going to play it right now, and then we'll take it from there. Miners will go in and try to scare the wits out of villagers by pretending to look like aliens, etc. Ben Hansen is an expert. He's like one of the best UFO investigators out there, and he was one of the first people to throw more water on all of this. So what was your first clue, Ben? You were so quick uh, with your assessment. Well, thanks for teaming me up for such high expectations, first of all. <laughs> um, so what's really weird about this, uh, the whole thing is weird, okay? So let's try to unpack this a little bit. The events, a lot of the events that are being reported are true. We have video of the authorities showing up. We have video of the villagers running out to into the jungle shooting at something, okay? But after the investigation, what they come out with is they say that uh, uh, the prosecutor says that they believe uh, the police investigation summarizes that these were miners protecting gold, okay, with jet packs. So he actually alludes to what you just said, that there were miners protecting gold with jet packs. So you mean to tell me these kids learned how to fly a 400 and this, I kid you not, you can look this up yourself. I'm on um, Jetpack Aviation what is this site here? Um, it says evtol.news. Um, it's basically like a jetpack aviation website. Um, and then it says, as of February 2019, the base price for the JB-10 jetpack is $295,000. However, the JB-11, which is a successor jetpack, the base price is $340,000. So there's a bunch of miners running around on half a million dollar jetpacks. <laughs> uh, yeah. protecting gold i mean that sounds like uh, that sounds more far-fetched than the aliens to me to be honest <laughs> let me let me tell you i when i first thing when i heard this uh that clip i was just saying the same thing i was like you mean to tell me kids in an area that i mean i'm not knocking the area of peru that this all took place in I'm just putting it out there that it's not an area that is financially wealthy. You can see from the small clip, which is again on my reel, SWAB underscore podcast, or on TikTok, same thing. You could see that it's in an area where it, it just looks very, very foresty. 
and there's Even a wall grass. there. It's like yeah. little villages. It's not. It's not like a, a New York City. Trees. There's bush for sure. Like it's not it's an area that is, that. you know, has a lot of city life. And again, it's not an area that is financially wealthy. So for them to say, or Ben Hansen to say, that these kids have jetpacks, that alone should be like, okay, where are these flag. Yeah, red flag. Where do I, these... think, I think for the uh, for the average person listening to the news, though, looking for some kind of explanation, they're like, oh, you see, like, it's jetpacks, and, and then they pay no mind to it. Um, but it raised a red flag to me because right away I was like, fucking jetpack. I was like, jetpacks aren't even, are they commercially available? I don't even think they are. Like, that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's like the skeptic in me is always like looking for some other, you know, explanation whether it's like for it or against it right so when somebody makes a claim i'm like all right let me let me that that claim sounds like it makes sense but this one off the bat didn't make sense because i'm like jetpacks jetpacks are they're expensive and and not only that they don't fly for very long i think that like the most is like 30 minute flight times that you get with a jetpack and that's like the most recent jetpacks you know right so $250,000, even if, even at $250,000, you know, quarter of a million dollars, that's still a steep price to pay for all these so-called kids running around with their own jetpacks. It's just in, in an area where it's very unlikely to, to be flying a jetpack to begin with. Well, yeah, the area is filled with trees and there's obviously animals in that area. I'm, I'm going to assume poisonous snakes. There's there's types of cats there's other things in there and let's let's go with the jetpack thing let's just say these kids have jetpacks right you mean to tell me they've mastered the art of flying landing going in between trees landing on branches and then taking off like you would have heard the jetpack sound like it it has a sound it's not silent it's loud 100 and it's not easy to fly like you have to be strong to fly that thing i don't know if you've seen like it has it's got like uh, these stabilizers that it's it's almost like there's a, it's not just a jetpack on your back. You also have jets on your hands that actually control the direction in which you can go forward and backwards and then obviously landing. So you'd have to be you'd have to have a very strong upper body to maneuver a jetpack to begin with. Yeah, no, I dude, I, there's no way <clears throat> these kids have the then just talk about training purposes like for these kids to be learning how to use a jetpack they're they're gonna waste the fuel to try to even learn how to do it and then they're gonna have to refuel which essentially means they're spending money where are they getting the fuel you know this is like 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 again where where joey and i are you know and i've learned to do this in my course of being a paranormal researcher and investigator you have to go into these situations and try to debunk at all costs first. And then when you're left with questions after trying to debunk the story or the claim, when you're left with questions, that's when you can say, okay, there's still a lot of questions here. We've gone through all the debunking and we can't come to a logical debunk. So there's something more to it. These kids having jetpacks and the money, even if it's one stolen jetpack, for that to happen, it's 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 a very slim chance. And for, for honestly speaking, I'm surprised 
with Ben Hansen to even say something like that because it's a little ridiculous. I'll be honest, like so you know YouTubers, they do anything for money. And anything for clickbait. Do you think that a YouTuber wouldn't have got a jetpack first if some kids in Peru were flying around on jetpacks? One hundred percent a YouTuber would have got his hands on a jetpack just to make content to make a video. And there's just there's just no way that it's it's commercially available to kids in Peru kids in Peru, I'll say that again, and it's not commercially available to some of the richest people in the world who probably want one. Right. And to be honest with you, again, we talked about this last week with the social media's top trending paranormal and how we were saying that people make videos that are fake for the attention, for the likes, for the money. And the one thing that stood out to me, as I alluded to in my reel, is the people in that video are genuinely terrified of whatever they saw. You can hear dogs barking. You can hear their voices. If they're yelling, they're screaming. They're telling people to move in their in their language. They speak there. Um, you could you could hear the emotion in the people's voices in that video. Right. So something genuinely alarming was going on for them to take out cameras and, and yell and scream and whatever was in the trees, there was something there they were filming. They weren't, I don't think they were just filming the trees and yelling. Um, And then there's another video that popped out within the the course of the initial video airing where they're filming this. It looks like, you know, the typical alien shape that people tend to draw. Yeah. That, that draw almost, like a shape of a gray alien head. And it's, you can see this thin body, thin arms, thin legs, and you see the shape of the alien and it's glowing. Now, again, you don't really know the validity of these videos that pop up, but it did hit social media. I did view it and I don't know what to make of it. You know, again, when you see these videos, you don't know how, it was me. You don't know the legitimacy of them for sure. And I think it would take like somebody who's a film expert to really take these videos, put them through Adobe and figure out whether they've been tampered with or not. And I'm sure somebody will eventually, but um, that's, that's basically what we're dealing with now. I, I have a good idea. I don't even want to say it on the, on air cause I don't want anybody to steal it, but I feel like there's a way that in which you can use, I'll just say technology to, um, determine and decipher whether a video is legitimate or not um we'll, we'll talk about it more because i think that we could probably get into that space i'm pretty sure there is i mean i discussed i think last week that um there was a new picture of the quote-unquote loch ness monster and if you've been following this podcast uh back in season one or season two i did an episode where it was called nessie versus champ and I told the story of the Loch Ness Monster and the man that took the famous photo of the Loch Ness Monster, the original black and white, on his deathbed literally said, I faked the photo. It was it was a toy. And the most recent photo that popped up, it was a large marine-like body coming out of the water. And it looked like it was, you know, so big that it made the... the the water like ruffle and there was a lot of ripples in the water. And when they took this photo, a particular show that's on discovery or travel, 
when they took the photo and they ran it through a software program, they determined that there was things in the photo that were added to make it look like there was something bigger in the water. When right. in fact, it was just a regular fish enlarged and the ripples in the water were digitally altered to make it appear that it was bigger. So there's like very, there's ways to take video. And, that, but it would take, it would take an expert to just to sit there and like decipher and determine whether or not the video or the picture is, has been faked. Right. And also, you know, common sense too. Like, um, I watched my favorite show, which I know you haven't watched yet. You should maybe yeah, tonight check it before out. you go to bed, actually watch the most recent episode of the most recent season. But anyways, um, so I'm watching this, the new episode every, every Sunday, a new episode airs. And, um, there was a clip of in a child's room, like the child was front and center of the camera. And there was like a little, I think it was an Argentina matter of fact. And this little troll creature just comes out of the doorway and runs across out of frame. Now, I don't know if the person was recording or the camera was set up, but you see this thing run. And even Amy said, you know, my lady, she said, that's got to be fake. I mean, it's like clear. It looked it looked CGI, but it made it to the show. So she even says either they're running out of material or actual videos that are questionable, like that could be real paranormal. Mm -hmm. Um or they, like I said, they're running out of material because this looked very, very clear as day CGI. You got to check it out tonight and let me know what you think of that particular episode, the newest episode of the newest season. But like, what, what streaming service? It's Discovery Plus, and it, the show is called Paranormal Court on Camera. You can go to, I think it's season six and episode four or three. You'll see it. it it's, you'll be like, Billy, the other things in there were definitely like could be paranormal but this was like come on cgi but it's very easy to, spot them. To, to yeah you could spot them you gotta use common sense and mind you this is a show where people send videos to the show it's paranormal caught on camera at gmail.com believe me i've sent ufo videos that i've caught that are you know um on there and um to, in hopes that they would look at it and say hey you know whatever no, but no, um, this is actually legitimate. Let's not let's stop. Talking. Right. So, but they but they posted this, you know, on there. So people can make these videos, which that's what I'm alluding to is this was sent to them and they aired it on their show, and it looks like someone genuinely made a little troll like figure run across the the floor, and you could tell with the common eye that it was fake, but. That's what people are doing nowadays. But this this took to the news and it made social media trend trends and pages out there. And um, if you watch the reel, I thought of things in Peru and I automatically thought of the Nazca lines. So now this is your forte now, buddy. You want to yeah, go? Yeah, yeah. So, and there's no like definitive uh, answer on. I mean, archaea. Like mainstream archaeology gives this like kind of like pseudo answer to what the Nazca lines are. So for your listeners, the Nazca lines are these um, these glyphs of different types of animals, and they range anywhere from one to five football fields long, and they depict spiders and monkeys. Uh, one of them even depicts like what looks like an alien in the side of a mountain ridge. Um, Peru's a very it's a very odd place uh, with these, you know, glyphs. Um, Puma Punku is there, the, the famous uh, megalithic site with 
you know, these stones that rival the pyramids of Giza. Um, it's a complete disaster. Like if it got hit by some kind of catastrophe, like a great flood or some, some kind of like nuclear war or comet just blew whatever structure was there to bits. But for sure, it was an amazing structure. Um, because what's left behind is just, you know, people, they, they still can't fathom what's left behind, especially uh, master masons. They'll, they'll go to those sites in awe of, of the type of work that's there with, that they did on the granite that's there. So all that being said, it, you can come to the conclusion, or I've, and a lot of people have come to the conclusion, especially those who believe in like the ancient alien theory. And I'm not so sure if it's, you know, aliens. I'm more inclined to believe that we were once this advanced race right like there's there's probably been a reset and we were probably very close to what we are today in terms of technology and and being able to um fly and and have all these different types of technology and, and leisures that we are afforded today in that time and the reason why that makes sense when you're talking about these glyphs in in peru um is because you can only see them from the sky and they're tremendous. And what mainstream will tell you is that the Peruvians use them as some kind of um, religious ritual and they would walk them and they would chant along the lines and walk along the li those lines. Um, but my question is, is how did they make them in this shape and, and know that they were creating a spider, a monkey, a, a person, um, all these different types of animals. Like I, I would probably have to look some up to, to give you more of them, but you get, you kind of get the gist and the idea. And it, it's, it's very awkward, especially when you see them from the sky, you're like, this is meant to be seen from the sky. This isn't meant to be seen from below. Like if you're, if you're ground level, you wouldn't even know it exists. It would just look like some lines to you. Right. Uh, but, but somebody took the meticulous time out to really like do the math and, and to, to shape these lines out. I'm looking at the lines now, so I can describe um, more than that was listed. So there's one that looks like a cross between a, a, a man and some type of bird. Then one looks like almost like a moose head, which I don't even think any type of large moose-like animal is indigenous to South America. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Um, you have something that looks like a hummingbird you have something that looks like um it looks like a dog there's a spider then you have like a type of lizard or it could be like a sawfish um right. an eagle of some type you then again you mentioned the alien figure there was like there's a figure here that looks like you know a human being of some type or some type of being it's got one, big eyes it looks very awkward one sure. looks like a um looking at it another type of uh, another type of bird and then one looks like almost like a tree and again you're not seeing these unless you're thousands of feet in the air um, and even there's some lines there that look just straight up like runways like right. straight straight runways now this site that I'm on right here it's um, machutravelperu.com they're actually showing how they made it. Now, granted, this isn't something that is 
very complicated to make. The way they're depicting it here in their graph, it looks like, okay, you know, you, you could do this. And you know, people were faking crop circles many years ago. Um, and people were like, oh, crop circles. Like I woke up and my farm has this big circle. You know, it's very easy to do that. It was debunked on how crop circles were made by humans. But these lines at that time period, for them to make, there's no way they could have made these patterns and be like, oh, we're just going to we're just going to do this on the ground and it's going to come out in the shape of a bird or a human. This was articulated some way and was made a particular way. And somebody up there had to or somebody in the air had to give feedback, be like, yeah, you're doing this right. But how did they see it? At that time period, yeah, there would there would have to be some kind of surveyor for sure, right? You would think that there would be, and and not only that. So, despite um, all the shapes of animals, I'm looking at one right now that looks like a monkey. Um, they did a really good job with it, and these not these lines are thousands of years old. They've they've created these things, and and in Peru at that height at that altitude, there's no wind that affects these lines at all. They just they stay that way for thousands of years, and now. Um, Billy, if you just go on Google and you type in um, Nazca Lines uh, runway or airport, it'll show you that there's a there's a mountain ridge that that a lot of geologists say is is not naturally formed. It looks like the mountain ridge was, and it doesn't it doesn't line up with with the rest of the geology around the vicinity, right? I'm or looking not, at the picture right now of what you're so talking it's like about. Flat top. It's almost like the the mountain the mountainside was cut to be completely level. Right. And in that in the leveling of that mountain is these lines. And it it it, it honestly looks like a, a modern day airport. airport. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it right now and where you could see these lines and what you're uh, alluding to with the flatness of the mountain, the surrounding area of the mountain, at least in this picture that I'm looking at, is very smooth, like the sides of the mountain. The top is completely flat. And then there's the type of bird-esque drawing that they drew into the ground or carved into the ground and then you see this just flat line that looks like you would be able to land something and then there's other photos on this site that's showing um elongated skulls yeah i mean if you if you talk to the locals in peru there's there's a lot there's there's legends of you know the sky people and Etc. So it's it's very possible that a whole religion formed based upon people that came from somewhere who had the ability of flight. Now, could it have been aliens? Maybe. And I think that the more plausible answer would be some sort of advanced um, humanoid species that no longer lives on this planet, or that maybe. Um, assimilated with other hominids and and now you have us you have this modern modern day homo sapien but it just so happens that the elongated skulls that are found there are also seen in depictions in egypt and so this this goes way back you know and, and who, there's no telling how far back um how far back our history goes it could go back a hundred thousand years maybe more um but but it's definitely it's interesting uh, and what I find the most interesting about these lines is that mountainside. It's just completely flat. It just doesn't make sense. Like it, like it almost shouldn't exist there. Um, like if somebody purposely flattened it out. And you know the kind of like excavation that it would take to flatten out a mountain so that you could put a runway on it? It's just 
the technology, the, the time, like no one's doing that with like a hammer and chisel. You, you need dynamite. You need some kind of serious technology to blow off a mountain ridge to make it flat so that you could land planes on it. Especially at the time period of 200 BC between 600 CE, which what does CE mean? That's like drawing a blank to me. Um, hold on. I know BC is before Christ. I got you right now. Common era. There we go. I knew it. Common era. Okay. Yeah, that. I, not actually, that's to Stick me. I guess myself. I was going to say common era, and I was like, let me not. <laughs> I got Google at my fingertips. Yeah. So to to do that at that time period where there was no machinery, but then again, with this whole talk, there's this belief of the Anunnaki. Now they never really said the Anunnaki were aliens. They just said they were people that came here to shed intelligence and teach people. And for whatever reason, the Anunnaki came around that era, that time period, you know, 200 to whatever, seven, 800 BC, and showed people certain things. And if these, let's not call them aliens, these star people came and helped these civilizations out, it's very plausible that they were the ones that showed them how to do these lines and draw and maybe to to you know one astronaut ancient astronaut theory theory is that the nazca lines were pictures for future star goers or star people to find where they once roamed you know you you're you're flying into the earth's atmosphere and you fly over peru and then you see this you'll be like oh Oh, there's something that was made for us to find. So there's some significance to some locations around the world. Obviously, Egypt is the the one of the wonders of the world, and and people allude to alien stuff happening there. But Peru definitely as well, and maybe Peru is a central point to extraterrestrial or the Anunnaki. Right. And and anybody coming from the sky, really, like so. There's this um, this very famous incident that ancient astronaut theorists like to point to, um, and I and I think it kind of debunks in a way the ancient astronaut theory. But they um, they point to this um, time period in World War II where I wasn't actually I'm not actually sure of the country, but I know that there was a remote island in World War II that um, soldiers visited. And these people that inhabited the island, these indig- uh, indigenous people that inhabited this island, had never seen planes before. Um, and they thought that these people were gods. And I heard this story, yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's actually a bunch of video on it and video of them interacting for the first time. Um, and they brought them, they, you know, as a sign of peace, they gave them, you know, chocolate and food and all these things. They came in boxes and cans that they had as cargo on their plane um the island of tana the island of tana there you go i so they ended up when they left they ended up worshiping them and making stick planes so now the idea of flight is is prevalent on their minds they 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 know that people can fly they know that those people looked to a degree similar to them obviously the different skin complexions and facial features, but no doubt they knew like, Hey, these are people like us, but they don't look like us. And they have, 
they can do something we can't. They can fly. They must be gods because only the gods can fly in the sky, you know? Yeah. So I, I think I think that that same thing happened thousands of years ago. I just don't think it was aliens. I'm I'm more inclined to believe that it was an advanced humanoid race at the time, just like we are. Um, and then some kind of cataclysm during the Younger Dryas impact um, wiped them out, and and all that technology disappeared. Give it like ten thousand years. I mean, if you think about it, if if tomorrow nuclear war wiped us out how many years would it take and i saw this video on tiktok and i think i sent it to you either it was on tiktok or it was on instagram um and it gave a timeline of how long it would take for all for all not not all knowledge but all um all relics of human beings to be completely like destroyed the only things that would remain they said were the great pyramids the only way we would know that human beings walked on this earth is the great pyramids of Giza. And I, I think like one other uh, monument and that's about it. Every other instance of humans having lived on earth would be gone. It wouldn't be recognizable. So given that imagine 10,000 years go by and some kind of cataclysm did happen on earth. And now the only thing that we do have to recognize that we once were advanced, you know, before Christ was these great monuments, the great pyramid of Giza, you know, um, some of, some of the, you know, monuments in Mexico and so forth. Yeah. I, so would you be inclined to say that these star people were from here or from somewhere else in space. I would say that they're from here. I would say that they are the Atlanteans that everyone talks about. You know, I, I hate to say it. Like you sound like whenever, whenever, whenever anybody mentions Atlantis, they're like, Oh, you're on fantasy Island. But it's like, no, you know, like it makes sense. Like you're on fantasy Island. If you think that human beings 5,000 years ago could move a 100 ton stone with ease we can't do it today we just we can't like there's a there's a whole episode on ancient aliens of us moving a stone that weighs like 30 i believe like 30 tons and there had to be this hydraulic crane and they could only average five miles per hour and this is with modern machinery and engines pulling this thing and the only top speed that they could achieve to move this thing was five miles per hour and they they only moved it about 100 miles now the egyptians like they achieved feats that were like five to 10 times greater than that. We're talking stones and statues that were a hundred tons and they moved them, they cut and quarried them and they moved them thousands of miles, you know? So what we're dealing with is a lost civilization that had very, very advanced technology to be able to um, move these stones. We, we can't do it today. We, we have, we have a, we have hydraulics, we have engines, we have power, we have electricity, you know, to say that uh, a civilization that didn't have electricity did something so profound is mind blowing. I'm inclined to believe that they did have electricity. Yeah. I, well, there are a lot of theories out there that the pyramids of Egypt conducted some type of energy at themselves. Right. So what difference is it that 
around the world where there's other wonders and other structures that are still questionable to this day, how they were constructed. Who's to say that those structures didn't have some type of energy or, you know, people that built them that were way, way advanced. So there's a lot of things out there still to this day that are very, very, very mysterious. There's even, I was just roaming through the websites right now that I pulled up for the Nazca lines. And it's, it's saying this is still one of Peru's most mysterious things. Like they don't understand why they were made, how they were made. I mean, they don't, they know how they were made, but why, why were they made? And again, you cannot see these, these lines unless you're thousands of feet. I was actually looking at prices for tours over Peru and how to get into a plane. I would never go in those type of planes because it's a propeller plane. Hell fucking no. But, you know, those are the only ways to see them. And at that time period of 200 BC to 600, you know, CE, you're you're not seeing them any other way unless some type of advanced civilization with capabilities of flight or aliens were there to guide these people and make them specifically for whatever advanced humans had the capability of flight and in the peru alien attack i mentioned the nazca lines simply for the fact that if there's these quote-unquote aliens in peru peru is no stranger to mysterious things regarding talk of aliens right it, it would it would make sense that that's where they go first, but to attack people, I mean, you traveled the galaxy and the star system to come here and attack people on jetpacks. <laughs> well, you know, we have well recently we have stories of crashed UFOs or things that we may have shot down, and there could be a possibility of you know vengeance. Like, hey, they they have they have our people and our, our crafts. And now we're going to start, you know, weaning our way in and, you know, attacking them in areas where it's not, le- it's less populated. And then, right. you know, what would make sense there is if there's some kind of military installation that they're trying to get into, that would, that would make even more sense than, than some gold mining. Uh, that's a possibility, but I, is there like, I don't, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm just speculating that like if, if it indeed is aliens, right, and there's some kind of military installation nearby, maybe there's, you know, they're trying to get their homie back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, what? I feel like this is just going to be one of many stories to pop up on social media, dude. Uh, you know, the alien thing. And again, you know, with the intertwining political stories and other things out there and people faking videos. I I can understand why people like Dario and my friend Charlie are up and down with believing this stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, you know, now, now we're seeing aliens attack people when just 20, 30 years ago was just simple UFO sightings, you know? And you're saying that they're going to fake an alien attack in 2024. They're saying, yeah, oh, I mean, now we yeah. have a date. We have really, a date yeah, now? now we have a date. They're saying it's 2024, Project Bluebeam, and they're going to make it convincing. There's going to be like, you know, explosions in the sky and military craft, quote unquote, shooting these holograms down. You know, I, so we'll see. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, and you know it is Project Bluebeam, so stay put. Find out. You know, let me know how that goes because I'm going to be very far away from all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it's we're living in i'm telling you we're living in the 
time at the time the last couple of years it's like the craziest time period to be alive and i never thought that i would be first of all like i guess partially right that aliens exist or ufos exist because the government is saying it but then at the same token i'm like i don't really trust the government so do i really stand my ground by saying i believe in aliens because the government told me because you know years ago i i saw what i saw and now people are saying well how do you know it wasn't the government testing out project blue beam in 1995 when you saw the ufo i'm like because did we have that type of technology in 1995? Like, we don't know anymore. Like, we're, it's just like these videos are going to come out and we can't say whether or not it's if it's if it's real aliens, real UFOs or is it the government? Is it, you know, are they is the government sending people or or certain test subjects to Peru to try, you know, like trial, trial and error? You know, right. like, do they have some kind of tech that they're trying out over there? Because you know, the news is not as, uh, I guess, what's the good word? The news isn't as, uh, as vast out there. Like people won't catch on to it. You know, did, did this, was this a test that almost failed because people recorded it and now it got up, you know, it didn't make really big news outlets. It only made certain outlets. Like, certain they, outlets, right. But they're talking about it. Not, they're talking yeah. about it. Right. It's not like David Grosh where it's 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 everywhere and, and and he had his public hearing conveniently the same day as another political event you yeah. know which i saw today like someone posted something similar to the reel i did that day and like people were liking it and like oh yeah you know that's true and i'm like yeah i, I said that like within the hours of it happening like this is what's going on it's political scandals intertwined with this ufo and alien stuff which again leads people to believe that the Project Blue Beam, Blue Beam thing is what's going to happen because, you know, they're trying to distract. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I get I get it. I get the skepticism and in, in believing in, in life outside of our world. But uh, to me, when I look up in the night sky, I recognize that there are billions of stars and not just in our galaxy but in other galaxies so there's literally trillions of possibilities of planet like not even trillions like i don't even know that what's 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 after trillion quadrillion uh you're asking the wrong person about me (laughs) i think it's in in our universe it's uh i looked it up once i'm i don't quote me on it but i'm pretty sure it's like a quadrant like the probability is in the quadrillions, right? Like, or not the probability, I should say. Uh, what I should say is that there are trillions of possibilities in terms of like planets that are habitable, like ours. Um, whether they have life on them is yet to be discovered. Obviously, they're too far to find out. But just to have that kind of understanding that there are that are that there are sister planets to Earth that have water and you know land and air etc or it, it might not be breathable air to us but it may be breathable air to a ter- terrestrial being from that planet um, kind of like avatar i mean i don't know if you ever saw avatar with james cameron it would make sense that there are other worlds out there like that and they, they don't necessarily have to be spacefaring people they could be like a primitive people that that are just in inclined to stay on their planet and they're in touch with their planet and, and um but then there could be other ones that are spacefaring races right and and they are visiting us i think it's a very real possibility just considering the sheer vastness of 
when you look up into the night sky and you see all these little dots everywhere and it's like each dot represents a sun which represents a solar system just understand that you know and some of them that you're looking at are probably planets that are within our solar system you just have to discern the difference between them um but some of them are so far away that we know that you know these are stars they're not planets and but they have planets surrounding them really take that into consideration when you're thinking about the universe before you're just like oh aliens don't exist i hate people who are so like arrogant to believe that we are the center or that we are the epitome of the universe it's just it can't be you know like that's usually how i end the conversation with my friend charlie which i this is like the 20th consecutive episode i've mentioned him i gotta get him on one day but anyways he's up and down with believing and i always end to i always end with and he has a rebuttal for my ending as well but i basically tell him i'm like charlie the the universe is endless you know you could quadrillion and 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 sex trillion the amount of trillions there is so here check it out i actually i I wrote it down i had to search it It somewhere in my notes on my iphone says um there's 125 billion galaxies within our universe each of which have 400 billion stars or more each star has one or more orbiting planets the universe uh what what are right here uh universe is about 20 the universe is about 20 billion years old earth is only about 4 billion so you're telling me out of 20 billion, we're like a, we're a, Earth is a baby in the vastness of the universe. The universe has been around for 20 billion years and we've only, like human beings haven't been around 4 billion years, but the Earth has been around for 4 billion years and we've only been around for like, I don't know, I want to say like, when did human evolution really start? Can you put a date on that? But let's just say for argument's sake, like half a million years you know, the, the, the most primitive type of human being that looked like a squirrel has only been around for 500,000 years. Um, it just makes sense that in a 20 billion year universe that there would be some, some people to make it out, you know? I Listen, dude, I can tell you this, that when you look up at the, the, the sky at night or you're, even during the day, you just know that it's, it's so vast. And first of all, how do they even know? How can you even, how can you even date? I mean, you could date rock, carbon dating and stuff. I mean, no, you can't date, you can't carbon date rock, but you can, you know, you can carbon date things to see how old they are, you know, when they were discovered and whatever. You could see how old the tree is when it's cut down by counting the rings, whatever the case may be. How could you date space? What is what is in space? I, that you- I think that they date. I, I I saw. I went to the planetarium once, and um, I, I've been to the planetarium many times actually. But they they kind of replay the same one. It's like Morgan Freeman. Recently, they updated it. And the if you haven't gone to the planetarium in New York City, for your listeners who are in New York, go because the new planetarium has a new projector. There's a new show. It looks sick. It's like super 4K. Uh, it's a really cool experience. It actually made my wife nauseous. She had to like look down the whole time. <laughs> That's how realistic it where, is. Where is it? Is it where? Where exactly is this? Uh, the Museum of Natural History is on. Uh, oh, it's near. Uh, it's, it's, it's on Park. the yeah, for sure. It's it's on the uh, west side, but um, it's near Central Park. Uh, 
There used to be a big Teddy Roosevelt statue. They took that off, but I digress. We won't get into that. No, don't get me. I'm doing good tonight. Don't get me started. <laughs> I just wanted to throw it in there and fuck you up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool show, but um, I do remember a detail from one of the original um, shows at the Planetarium. It has something to do with the rate of speed that the galaxy is expanding, and I think that they can... Um, they can determine that rate by how fast we are moving through the galaxy one and how fast the galaxy itself is expanding. I think they use, they, they do it like through laser technology or some shit or in some kind of infrared technology that they utilize to determine the, the speed at which the galaxy is expanding. And when you can determine the speed of something that's expanding, you can, you can determine its origin point and how long, it would have taken to expand to the vastness that it is at currently. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, so, so if I, I was, I doing... do. My little mind is computing it. But if you're saying the universe is expanding, that means that out there where we can't get to, life is expanding somewhere out there, which means that it's endless life, and there is definitely 110 percent life beyond Earth. I 100 there's no doubt about it you you hit the nail on the head like I I have to agree there's just when when there's an endless supply of solar systems and stars and we're just talking about our galaxy right like there's other galaxies out like the Hubble Space Telescope has been taking pictures in our universe of other galaxies next to one another that are hundreds of millions of light years away from one another you could never even get into another galaxy that's how far it is but imagine for a second that you could just travel to another galaxy what you would find i mean let's just say for argument's sake there's no life in our galaxy we're the only ones right but there's there's billions of galaxies so is it possible that a, some kind of like extraterrestrial life could or, or extraterrestrial life could be teeming in all these other galaxies. And then and everybody's just kind of just fucking roaming around, traveling out there. And we're the only dummies that haven't got off this rock yet. And when they get here, they're like, oh, let's see if they can make it off the rock. You know, and they just they hover around and they they nurture us or they watch us for a little while to study how we did it. You know, it's very plausible, man. And, you know, like the, we, the same like way say, we watch ants, the same way we study animals. Uh, I think that it's intriguing. I think that a spacefaring civilization would come here and say, oh, they're taking a different approach that, that than we did. Or they're finding technology in a different way than we did, you know. So um, it also would help them with their own history, maybe if they're if they're a little foggy on how they got started, et cetera. So, well. If there is life in galaxies far, far away, hopefully it's like Star Wars. Like they like in the Star Wars movie, they figured out how to move at light speed and go from planet to planet. That'd be cool. I think, might, I think it might be. I'll be honest. <laughs> that might be that might be an old story. <laughs> They're like in a galaxy far, far away. A very well. Long, some movies a very do have a way of time ago. <laughs> some movies do have a way of perpetuating truth in in future years. You know, it's it's happened plenty of times. It's happened in The Simpsons, but I mean, I would personally love to be you know have a lightsaber and learn how to use the force but you know that's that's dreaming that's just hoping so anyways joey that's gonna conclude the episode because we got we got some, work uh, to do tomorrow we got some work to do tomorrow so uh to everybody expecting if you do if you guys do like the uh two hour episodes uh 
it's a shorter one tonight. And I explained earlier in the episode that, you know, we do have a lot to do tomorrow. That's why Joey and I, we're not at the studio recording tonight because when we record, we usually get done, give or take around this time. And then we got to drive home. I got to do a quick edit and air everything and post on all the social media outlets. So tonight um, we wanted to do the episode from the comfort of our own houses because Tomorrow morning, again, we're going to Sleepy Hollow and um, filming the first video for the Say What Again Billy podcast channel, which will eventually drop in the middle of September after I'm done editing everything. And it's uh, it's a dual episode. You'll hear it on the podcast. Uh, Joey and I will get back to the studio and record more for the Sleepy Hollow episode. But um, product, per, predominantly tomorrow, we're doing the, the video and uh, I want to do it right. It's going to be the first video, so it's going to take some time to edit, and that's why we're shooting it tomorrow. Yep, should be a fun day. I Joey, got, don't forget the umbrella. Ready to go. Uh, I got chargers. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm don't good. forget the umbrella and because uh, it might rain, and we're going to some parts that are outdoors, and uh, it should be um, perfect weather for a paranormal podcast, to be honest with you. That sounds good to me. It sounds good. And what sounds good is that this was all made possible by Spotify for Podcasters. If you haven't heard about Spotify for Podcasters, it is the free app that allows you to get your podcast idea out there on outlets like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcasting outlets. So if you have an idea for a podcast and you need a way to get it out there, go download Spotify for Podcasters. Joey? I'll see you tomorrow at Horse Feathers. Tomorrow. Listen, I'm gonna okay. make some. I'm gonna make some T-shirts that say "Out There." That's your word, man. <laughs> to get it out there. Yeah. Right? That's the when people, when people, when people meet like me, <laughs> when people meet me, they turn around and walk away from me, and they're saying, "Yo, that kid is out there." <laughs> that's exactly why I use that phrase. Uh, that's a good phrase. That's a good. That's a good that's slogan. A good though. slogan. I'm putting it on a T-shirt. That's it. We're gonna copyright that. It's gonna be our first T-shirt. <laughs> the link will be in the description don't worry joey with this podcast you know it's doing good but when it makes it to the big the big stage i'm gonna take care of you kid <laughs> sounds good bro and this has been another episode of the say what again billy podcast